Who will you emerge as when you no longer conform to the rigid ideas you've been bought and sold into? When you no longer bow down, play small, or shrink yourself to fit their standards? I see you. I hear you. I feel you. And I am here with you. This is Addicted to the Man, the show where we challenge the status quo and evoke radical change. Be prepared to receive life-changing transmissions while you cry, laugh, celebrate, and liberate yourself. Let's have a talk. Welcome back, guys. It's good to be back to Addicted to the Man and talking to interesting people and really getting to the bottom of our suffering. And today, my guest and cheerleader is Kate Unger, who is a fellow podcaster and an incredibly generous soul who sat down with me to help me identify my lack of inspiration. Because you see, I took some time off uh, due to medical reasons, but it was a little longer than it needed to be because um, in in the time of, of, of me not being able to speak, I also felt that uh, I got a little bit of a creative block and creative block is is really an inevitable part of any creative process uh, and it is not due to a lack of initiative actually or any other one single culprit but it's a variety of many factors which can include stress depression fear of rejection imposter syndrome perfectionism inexperience uh, the list goes on and on and on So today, Kate is helping me identify why I'm experiencing this creative block. And I sat down with Kate over Zoom, and I am in the middle of the jungle in Costa Rica, so my Wi-Fi is not always reliable. And I decided to take our conversation to a coffee shop to make sure that we don't get kicked out, kicked off uh, Wi-Fi. And uh, unfortunately, what happened, I had a way too much background noise to where you can't even really hear me. So what I've done is really just take out the tidbits, the, the, the amazing points that she had um, expressed during our conversation. And I'm going to present it to you here in little pieces. And so my question to Kate, my first question was, how do I get unstuck? And this is what Kate had to say. Becoming unstuck. I don't know exactly where it is that you are stuck because you are actually in action now creating an interview. And so um, I don't know where it is that you're stuck. I, th- I think you said you were feeling a lack of inspiration. And my next question to Kate was, that how do I know when it is truly just a creative block or the project that I'm doing is no longer serving my higher purpose? Because when I started the podcast, I was really excited and I had big visions and I felt that it was really needed. These conversations were extremely needed uh, in this time, especially. But when I hit this creative block, 
um, I felt a little bit of depression and really I felt like there was no, no use to this. Um, actually it felt like nothing was of any value actually. And so my question to her was, when do you know that it's, it's just really not something that is your heart's calling or is it just your mind playing tricks on you because you're actually going through a creative block and you need to push through and do everything in your power to get going and get that momentum back in? And here is what Kate had to say about that. Very good question. Very good question. And it's not an uncommon one. As soon as we begin to step into who it is and what it is that we truly want to do that really had inspired us in the beginning, we will actually be hit with stoppage points. Um, and, and you can look at it from different perspectives. Uh, and so I'm, what I'm hearing and what I would say would be a, an extremely helpful thing, and that is for you to be practicing in reconnecting with your intuition and your real internal voice. And so I can offer some exercise to do that. Your body, your brain generally doesn't know the answer. It's your body that knows the answers to everything because your body has wisdom. And so because we've been entrained for so many years to move into the left side of our brain and also because of the stress that you're probably feeling partially is what's going on in the world globally. I can totally relate to how you feel. Um, I have been questioning everything as far as my own life and my traditional businesses are concerned. The only thing that I'm still standing in a place of 100% knowing is that my podcast is incredibly important, but not because of what I have to say, but what other people have to offer from their inspiration. It's the entire conversation. It's both people. It's not about me, right? So the conversation and your platform as to what it is that you wanted to create is very much needed because it sounds to me like what you're going through is it's self-doubt about your purpose of your podcast. And it is extremely important, not just for any time, in the timeline of the world, but even more in this time of the world, because there has been more abuse. There has been more addiction. There has been more violence that has been perpetrated in, in relationship and outside of relationship, in, rela in intimate relationship and in external relationship. What is being taught to us through the media and the tearing apart of society is completely connected to what it is that you're doing. And you can hear it from the, um, the language that's being run over and over into people's minds and ears that they're repeating that makes absolutely no sense. So your podcast may not look like what you think it should. And I've been thinking about the same thing with my own, and that is, is that I think I'm going to start having more risky conversations on a, on a global level. But 
they will evolve naturally. So all my job to do is, is to put myself in a place where I'm looking for people that feel like to me have something positive to offer. And that regardless of the situation in their life, they are moving forward. And so our self-care and our self-love is at the core of everything. And I was addicted to the man. I went through all of that. I went through horrible internal battles. You know, my, my entire uh, measure of self-love was whether a man desired me because I saw that as love because I went through my own abuse. So I didn't realize that I had my own self-loathing. And the, only, and the reason that I got onto the path that I got, got onto was because I came from a place where I didn't have my own voice either. I was loud. <laughs> I've always been loud and always been mouthy. But that doesn't mean I had a voice. My voice was one of anger and rage and pain. And if you want to pick a fight with me, sure, go ahead. <laughs> Chances of you winning are pretty slim, but... <laughs> So I, I know like the a lack of inspiration. The other thing about lack of inspiration is because the stress level is so high in our own life. So when we feel disconnected from source and disconnected from all that is, it is because our stress level is really high. So stress level. So what, what I believe would be the best, you, you have to decide for you what is the best steps for you. But you also, um, I believe that if you're in movement, as opposed to searching, be in that moment of wherever it is that you're moving, right? Like right now, if there's any wishing that something was different, then we're not present. So the more we can get into the present moment, the more our stress actually decreases and we start to open to what's available. And in that place of claiming stuckness, ask yourself the question, what's the stuckness all about? Not why am I stuck? What is the stuckness all about? What am I feeling? If it's numbness, write about numbness. You know, walk with that. And I'll give you, I'll, I'll give you some, I'll show you some things that you can do to clear your pineal gland. Uh, one very simple thing that you can do, and this can be shared with anybody out there because we're all very, we've been poisoned purposely to separate us from our higher power. So that's why there's so many people that are spiritually disconnected. On the other side of that, from the spiritual side, there's a lot of amplification, thank God, right? But on the other side of it, there's been so many years of poisoning us and it's been created specifically to actually get the God out of our life, right? So it disconnecting from our, our knowingness, our intuition, our spirit, our higher power, all of that. So one very simple thing that helps to clear the pineal gland, fluoride actually blocks the pineal gland because it actually calcifies the pineal gland. 
So one of the exercises that you can do very simply is get yourself some really good lavender oil. And before you go to bed at night, rub it here on your third eye. Rub it at the soft spot at the top of your head, the back of your head where this other soft spot is, and the top of your ears. And do that every night. And then whatever your practice is in the morning, what do you do in the morning? Your internal guidance system is the guidance system. Our mind and our bodies are just a tool. And it's amazing when you can be, begin to see that because the core of who it is that we are is not very often the behavior that shows up on the outside. It's just behavior. And so a mind that is driving you crazy is a right is is like a child that has not been taught good things or or I like to use the phrase actually a mind that runs off on its own having wild horses running around in your head <laughs> right so when we begin and have I got it perfect absolutely not and it's not about perfection it's about i mean i'm in such awe of the miracle that my body is but it is still my body it's still my vessel that's carrying me through this life because when i die i don't die my body dies my mind dies but my spirit lives on cuz energy doesn't die it just transforms so this is kind of like a cloak and when the more and more that we get to actually when we start to get that it kind of it's like it, it it there's a sense of freedom and there is a lot more inspiration that can come and i can completely relate to the stress and the not having i mean for i normally i run and i get downloads and i get very inspired but i for weeks i was running nothing I was walking nothing. I was in the forest nothing. And then I went, "Oh, I haven't I haven't actually made an inspirational video." And then I just connected, prayed about it, whatever I did, and it's like it's like let's just begin. And so when I had a thought that I thought was kind of cool, then I said that thought instead of entertaining the shit thought. Right? Cuz we're always going to have stuff that runs through our mind. Right? So it's kind of like which dog if you have two dogs that are fighting which one's going to win the one you feed So what is it that we're feeding Something that is extremely common I've noticed among women that is is that when we're feeling down we do isolate ourselves when what we need to do is we need to reach out and because it is our nature to nurture we actually often have a difficult time receiving and this comes from a lack of self love so um and this is so huge so to to answer to go back and and answer the question again cuz i i could go right into this and it and it's it's a beautiful thing but it, um going away from it is making sure that you have a group of people now we have the podcast success group every 2 weeks so it's time to get on that The other thing is is that now that you're settled into a space you can begin to grow a community 
of like-minded people. And you want to choose people that are uplifting, people that have some evolution, that are evolved, right? Have a spiritual, a real spiritual sense of being. Because when we're, again, if we're living in a place that's separated from our higher self, um, it's, it, can, it, there's, it becomes very hopeless. It, it's very easily can become hopeless. And I think that because of what's happened in the world and what's been happening, it's all been planned. It's creating separation. And what we have to do as a people, number one, grow our own light. So what do you need to do for yourself to grow your own self-love? What are the actions that you can take? And you've begun, right? So what else? If I eat with the intention, if I choose to intend as I'm in action, as opposed to just, because we do 95% of the things we do, we do unconsciously. So if we can bring consciousness to what we're up to in more areas of our life, then we raise that level of consciousness and, and start to unify what's you know and and unify and expand our own light so when i bring if i go to have a shower and i revel in that and i make it about an act of really touching myself in love that i'm having this shower and my whole being is feeling this and if i make my feeding myself an act of self-love and I bring myself really present to that, then again, I'm bringing my spirit into it. It's not just a physical action of I need to eat. And our joy, what like it's really interesting because I love this one analogy that someone used is that our joy is like a cork that floats. And what we do is we have, we, when we stop pushing it down, it naturally comes to the surface. So we do different things, to, you know, depending on what we're bringing to the table, we do different things to squash our own joy. Right. And so again, from a feminine perspective, um, because of the way our brain was created, which is truly a gift, it has made us global, like uh, we get to see what's going on around us, but it's become a weapon. And what we've done is we've turned in internally because it is to protect us and to protect our children and to know where they are and all this kind of stuff. So what we're looking for is what is wrong. So we've begun this habit of looking for what is wrong. And then that became internalized. And then we actually use it to look at the world. And so we're constantly seeing what is missing and what is wrong with me? What is, why am I feeling this way? Um, you know, I'm broken. I'm not worthy. I, you know, all of these things. And then we see people that way too. We see their brokenness and we see what's wrong with them. And I don't really like that girl. She's like, yeah, that's where women's cattiness comes from. Um, and then when we get married, we end up abusing our spouse without realizing we're abusing our spouse. But our measure of criticism of the world is a measure of how we speak to ourselves. And it's amplified because we're very hard on ourselves. You know, the more we, uh, it's kind of like, so if I'm feeling like this and I'm closed and I'm lacking inspiration, so my fist is clenched, then what happens is, is that if I'm, doing this and going, why am I doing this? How 
how far am I going to get by doing that? I'm not because with resistance comes more resistance. So when I go, okay, you know what? I'm just going to accept where I am because if I can accept where it is that I am, it allows me to open because emotions only stay stuck because we don't allow ourselves to process them. We don't allow ourselves to feel everything that we're feeling. And when we allow it, a feeling only lasts 90 seconds. But if we're constantly trying not to feel something or we're not accepting it, it keeps us stuck there. It's like a resistance. So acts of self-love, huge. Reaching out for support. Create an online group. If you wanted to just be a few women that you really like, that have something to offer, you know, um, create a face-to-face group where, you know, um, you get together. And and there has to be a a sense of um, guidance within the group, a guidance system. So boundaries need to be created at the beginning because it can become a shit show about complaining about what's wrong in our lives, Right. So first intention, what's a win? What's happened in the last week? Because we have to retrain the tool. We have to retrain the tool in looking for what's good in the world. So it can become a complete shit show. (laughs) Do I know about shit shows? Yes, I do. Um, I had a business, a brick and mortar business back in Atlanta, Georgia, a few years ago called Circle and Moon. And it was designed to be a hub for female entrepreneurs to gather, to celebrate and inspire each other and really to lift each other up. It was um, it was a, v- a very fer- fertile space for women to actually be themselves and and come out and help each other excel in whatever area of their lives that they were looking to excel. And but what I found, unfortunately, that some of these gatherings did become shit shows. It was literally we were we were rolling around in our own puddles. And that was very hard for me to see. It was very discouraging. One of the reasons I sold the business is because I felt I wasn't strong enough uh, to to structure these meetings in a way that it didn't become a shit show. So here it is, Kate again, with her wisdom on on this subject. Okay, so that I'm going to give you a different perspective where you don't need strength. When we focus on what we don't want, we get more of what we don't want, which means I don't want a shit show. What you end up attracting is more of a shit show. So when my job, very simply, is to grow my light, what does that bring up? So if I want to grow my light, what do I need to focus on? I need to focus on what is good, what brings me joy, what fills my heart, what brings me inspiration. Um, For me, it's growing my relationship with spirit because we have been created to be the most powerful beings that we have absolutely, it is so far beyond what we right now have the capacity to get that just glimpses of it 
are wow. And the more we seek that, the more we grow our light. And the more we grow our light, the more light we get to carry. We have more capacity for light. <laughs> and as we do that, then we receive more light. And as we receive more light, we get, we get to carry more light. And so then it's kind of like this natural progression. It begins not with you trying to change anybody else. It begins with recognizing the negative conversation and going, I can choose something else. I spent years on different things, different phrases that helped me. I let go and I let God was a huge one. Uh, another one was uh, a negative thought. I, I would say next and find a positive thought. Because a thought is just a thought until I engage with it. It's just a thought. It's just a passing thing if I don't engage. It's when I engage in it. And, and even if I engage in it and then I recognize that I'm engaging in it, don't give myself a hard time. Just go, ah, I got caught up in the parade. I'm going to leave this parade and I'm going over there. It's choosing. And it's not strength. It's actually just inch by inch. Inch by inch, it's a cinch. Yard by yard, it's hard. It's choosing moment by moment. When you're feeling shitty, find something to be grateful for. And then exercise that I've given many clients in my traditional practice that I used to be in was find five things of beauty every day. And then write them down at the end of the day. So it starts to train the brain. Are you going to get it right? At first, are you going to get it done? No, you're not. But every time you remind yourself, those neural pathways that have not been on are, are, are not there. And they begin as just a tiny, tiny pathway. And as we begin to grow that, they become more trodden, just like through the jungle. At first, you're using a machete to get through there, <laughs> right? And then the next time it's like, oh, I don't need such a big knife this time. <laughs> and then the next time it's like, oh, it's getting a little, oh, and now I can see the path. The next time it's, oh, oh, this is becoming kind of fun. And the next time, right? And the paths that we're very often used to walking on, those neural pathways that we're used to trotting on, they're like fucking highways. <laughs> and so when we begin to choose something else, they begin to shrivel up and die. Literally, physically, they begin to die. That was a hugely powerful learning that I had. I was listening to Jack Canfield. I was in the second or the first row and I was listening to Jack Canfield and he talked about those neural pathways. And I went, it's an actual physical thing that changes. I went, I don't have to hear the rest of the talk. <laughs> it just gave me such a, oh my God, I can physically create a new pathway in anything. I can create a new pathway. All I have to do is keep going there. This is a good pathway. Every time you expand, you do not shrink back. So every tiny little bit that you do 
every tiny little bit that you do is positive change. So the idea that we've been taught that everything needs to be flipping hard, it doesn't. If you want to make it hard, go ahead and keep doing that. That's no fun. <laughs> you know, book one dance night a week with a group of people. And do you think that that's not going to grow? An hour, just an hour of just dancing your freaking face off. You know, if it's that or it's going out and finding someone to paddle with once a week or it's whatever, eating that something special that you absolutely love and really being present to how good it is. It doesn't have to be a big thing. And it's not, you know, we've been taught, I'm sorry, but I've come to this place in my life where I think so much of what we've been taught is a load of bullshit. That this is our life. It is our experience. And, and I can choose to be happy by simply becoming grateful. And if I am... And, and, and you know what? There's days when I used to say, and this, and, and the, here's an exercise, another exercise is that there's days and people I've spoken to that have said, you know, uh, and you can see it, that, they, that they're struggling finding any gratitude. What's good in my life? Well, you're breathing. That would be one. Your heart's still beating. You're healthy. You know, whatever it is. And if, if you can't feel grateful, then just keep repeating the words out loud. Thank you. Thank you. And eventually you keep repeating that because your subconscious has no defense against the sound of your own voice. So when you speak out loud and say, I'm stuck, what are you creating? Oh, okay. I'm going to keep you stuck. So you got to be on your team. you got to be on your side. Speak about what you want, not about what you don't want. Not about what you think you have. Speak out loud. I am is the most powerful because our subconscious has no defense against the sound of your voice. Wow. My subconscious has no defense against the sound of my own voice. So how I am speaking to other people, my subconscious is hearing for me. How I am speaking about situations, how I am speaking to myself. We are incredibly powerful beyond our belief and such simple things and you know what? Elevating language takes practice. Anything and everything takes practice. Doesn't matter what it is. Does it mean you have to do it every minute of the day? No. Does it mean you have to do it every day? No. The more aware you become, the natural tendency will change. The more you connect to spirit, the easier it becomes. 
So there you go, people. The more you connect to spirit, the easier it becomes. And I will leave you with that. And my gratitude goes out to Kate, who was my cheerleader today and who was gracious enough to um, bring her wisdom to the table and help me identify my blocks. Hopefully it helps you as well if you're experiencing creative blocks at the moment and um, to help us continue on with this podcast because it does have a reason and it does have a vision and a mission. So thank you, Kate. And thank you everyone for listening. Goodbye. Thanks so much for listening to Addicted to the Man. My wish and my desire is to normalize authenticity and full transparency and to be a catalyst for change and self-liberation. To connect with me further, go to my website at hennykovac.com and you can find me on Instagram at thehennykovac. And please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Your support is greatly appreciated. Mm-hmm.